0: Hey, welcome to Cinematically Incorrect. My name is Marshall. Films are my thing. I love watching them, talking about them, and if I can make them, that would be fantastic. I always write down a lot of notes whenever I'm watching a film. More recently, uh, I've been thinking, why not talk about them? So here we are. To start us off, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the idea of film in general. I mean, people gather in a giant room... And quietly stare at a screen for hours and pretend that what they are seeing is real. There's a special kind of magic to that. When you can gather all these people together and get their imaginations going. And make them really feel and believe in what they're seeing. And talk about it. And there's a community and a spirit and a feeling about it. And that's fantastic to me. For something when you don't sugarcoat it it is pretty much just make believe it's adults acting like kids and putting it on a giant screen, and everybody loves it, and that's great. The thing is, though, outside of the cinema, you can get way more content at home with television, streaming services like Netflix, um, streaming entertainment on the internet as well through YouTube or live broadcasts, movies, books, video games. There's so many things out there to get your attention now away from the cinemas. In general, there's a a lot of people who don't really see the point in going anymore. And I have a clip I was going to play here that pertains to this topic. Uh, in the clip, it's a director's roundtable. So there's a few uh, people in here that you're probably going to recognize the voice of. The first person is going to be Quentin Tarantino talking. And then uh, Alejandro Inarritu is going to jump in for a second. And at the end, Ridley Scott's going to bring up a little point too. It's interesting hearing this topic coming from directors. So we're going to hear that for a second here and then we'll talk about it some more.
1: I don't know if we're giving people enough reason to leave their house and go to the movies. Now, I actually do, I'm not trying to be a broken record, I actually do think the digital production, the digital shooting and the digital projection has a whole lot to do with that, uh, because, well, if you are just watching a DVD, I could watch that at home. You know, I mean, frankly, I have to tell you the truth, a lot of, you know, a lot of films that 10 years ago I would have actually went out to the theaters and watched and saw, I can wait for them to get to the cable channels. I can wait for them to get to the movie channel. I can wait for them yeah. to get to Showtime Extreme or, or yeah. HBO. And I really feel no loss. And uh, you know, I wa- I'm watching them six or seven months later and I'm perfectly enjoying them, but I didn't really miss that much. Uh, I, I agree, I agree with you. And What you're saying is something that I, the other day I was talking that I think that independent filmmaking mm-hmm. in a way has transport to TV. Mm-hmm. So that TV now is the home to good independent filmmaker. There's great yeah. stories, great things. And in a way, the screens are now full of films that look like TV, just in a big screen. I so mean, there is no revelation. There is no a mystery. You said that, why am going to pay that? And I have an 18-year-old son who's, in a way, I learned from him what he's getting from the world. And and what have you learned from him? That, that, that uh, What Quentin is saying, that... To make him go to a cinema, he has to have a big reason because almost everything he can find accessible immediately in, in in home, you know what I mean? So there has to be a huge kind of thing, something that will, that's what he said. I, think, I need a you know, mystery yeah. of it. Yeah. I think <laughs> to be, I'm gonna just say it, okay? So I think the bar is lower mm-hmm. because there are way too many films being made. And therefore I think there's a lot of directors who Uh, Maybe there's too many.
0: Okay, so in that clip, you hear Quentin, Ridley, and Alejandro talking exactly about what we were just mentioning. There's something to it, what they're saying. I mean, every movie that's coming out now that anyone ever wants to go see is a blockbuster film. It's The Hunger Games. It's the new Captain America movie. It's The Avengers. It's Star Wars, even. There is hardly room for new creative ideas, unfortunately. Everything's a remake, everything's a big old spectacle, it's a book turned into a movie, and that's a giant bummer. There are some good things coming though, some things that have been making their way through, and I, I'm not one of those people who thinks that cinema's dying. I think it's doing just fine, I think it's going to get better, I think it's it's not dead. There's been quite a few good things recently in in the world of cinema. I'm just going to bring up a few of the films that have come out in the last few years that have just been intriguing. So there's a lot of big ones and a lot of small ones. You could bring up Birdman even that was Best Picture winner and it was very surreal and it wasn't uh, commercial in any way other than maybe it had some big actors in it but it's all in one take. And it's about this guy who's losing his mind. It's all inside his head. It's all a dream, is it? What's going on? It's it's taking chances. And it's not a big, dumb, action, explosive, transforming movie. <laughs> it's its own thing. An independent movie I saw a year, maybe two years ago. Uh, Blue Ruin by Jeremy Solnier. I think that's how you say it. Probably wrong. That film was fantastic. It's a uh, real low budget uh financed all by himself his wife and I th- I'm not sure if they did any got any more funding uh, they may have uh I believe they got maybe one more person to help fund the movie but he hired his best friend who is an actor as the main lead in the film there's probably only like eight parts in the movie but it's riveting and it's more engaging than any of the big movies I've seen recently, and I I still like big movies. I went and saw Captain America, Civil War, very recently, and I saw it twice. It was great. It's fantastic. It pulls me in. But you don't have the strong feeling you do for um, uh, a film that takes its time to slowly set you in a place and a time. Um, A film that came out a few years before Blue Ruin even Um, I'm looking at it right now on my shelf. It's called The Vicious Kind. I can't right now remember the director's name. That's going to get me. Uh, He did the new movie Age of Adeline. I haven't seen that either. But it's about a son who comes home with his new girlfriend for Thanksgiving. It's that simple of a premise, but it just pulls you in. It makes you laugh, and it makes you cringe. And I just can't do that for a movie about transforming cars I can't do that about guys racing cars. I can't do that about any of these ridiculous movies that are giant and huge. That's probably why we're getting a lot of the trouble that we're getting in the cinemas right now that Quentin and them were talking about in that clip. I think there's a lot of magic to movies, uh, just the process of making movies in general. Here's Derek C. France talking about writing Blue Valentine and the process he went through with the
1: actors to create the film i 'm sorry, for instance, I storyboarded the film like in those twelve years, like I got uh, you know I had to do something right, so I storyboarded the film twelve hundred and twenty four shots. I never used that I threw that away um, These expectations I think are a real danger to filmmakers, you know um, because I think it can make it can make things dead, you know, and the uh, i can 't stand to see a movie that 's a script, you know what i mean when i when I watch a movie and I can see pages turning i can 't uh, I don't like that. I I like to have a film be alive, you know what I mean, and to have unexpected things happen and surprises. So I told Ryan and Michelle, you have to surprise me. That's the challenge. This script is a challenge. Whatever happens in this script, you don't have to do any of it. Uh, Surprise me. Do something different. Make it, make it, uh, make it alive. Whatever you do, make it alive. And When we, when when it was dead, when it was like right on, like line for line, we just, it just wasn't right. You know, I mean, some of the script is, you know, I mean, a lot of the dialogue exists in the script. You could read the script. I'd say it's like, I don't know, 70% there, but we, uh, you know, and it wasn't like we were improving all the time. We were just shooting all the time. You know, we were constantly, we took this opportunity to make this film and we weren't uh, waiting. Do you know what I mean? Like we had, uh, we just, we just worked. Listening to him talk, you can see how
0: collaborative the process of making the film was. And this is part of what makes film fascinating is you get all these people together and you're just making art. Or you're making something to entertain or to last or to mean something. To have a a message that transcends the moving pictures on the screen or whatever. The first time I saw the film Transformers was probably a year or two after it came out, probably one year after it came out, I was living in a duplex, and upstairs was uh, some relatives of mine, and they wanted me to watch Transformers, the first one with them, because they were big fans of it. Um, they uh, One of the things they liked so much about it uh, was that the robots had accurate car parts on them, so there would be wheels and uh, a arms or whatever the car part was would be accurately moving in the right place when it transformed or something about that was their favorite part about the movie anyways they really like these movies I like all of them they still watch them when they come out but I had never seen it I didn't have any expectations didn't really know anything about it so I went up to watch it and it was okay I was just all right I was just kind of floating along or whatever some of it was not landing for me uh because it's just not my cup of tea but there was a certain point in the movie towards the end where Megan Fox is uh driving a car i think the the yellow car bumblebee i believe had just got smashed or hurt or destroyed or something in a, in a big fight or something at the end and she started driving the driving him away to safety or something to get him out of the fight and she's crying like emotionally just losing it because the robot is smashed and when I was watching this I just I couldn't do it I couldn't do it she it didn't make sense to me that she was having an emotional moment over a robot she had met like a day ago a robot who no one who would really no real person would have an emotional reaction over it's like if you smash your car oh boy your car's smashed. it's not even her car so if some other, oh, it's so hard to make it make sense to me, when I was watching it, it just felt like a false moment for me, and I feel like that's because maybe during the process of making the film, it's, oh, we're going to make Transformers, we're going to make a cartoon into a movie, it's going to be live action, it's going to look cool, it's going to, we're going to bring everyone in, we have the cool action scenes, we've got the the pretty girl, we've got Shia LaBeouf, the, the young uh, protagonist, we have all these numbers, all these beats they have to hit all these elements to make everyone like the movie they have to have the emotional moment so the robot gets smashed and hurt and then she's crying about it and then people feel emotional about it but it just feels so false in flat lines for me there I can't do it but with films like Blue Valentine and I'm coming back around Blue Valentine and Blue Ruin it's funny that they both have blue in the title I didn't I didn't mean to do that um these films have these moments where you can tell people cared. It feels like something someone slaved over, they worked over. It's a piece of art. It's, it's, um, when you go to a mom and pop coffee shop or something like that, you see the way they've designed the place, the way everything looks. They, they, they worked on it real hard, they slaved over it. Then you go to Starbucks and it's all the same. It's all exactly corporate ones and zeros. It's, it's It's hard, I can't do it very easily. <laughs> um I do have to say it's getting a little easier in some places, a little harder in others when it comes to big big blockbusters in the cinema. I mean, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is an example of big, dumb movies that are done right. The fight in the newest movie between Captain America and Iron Man works. Because you've had so many movies to build their relationship, to build their motivations. If this had just been a movie where it starts and they get mad at each other and fight, it wouldn't have worked for me. But because I had been with them for so many years, it did work for me. And you have to give it to Marvel for that one. They're working really hard to to make sure that they have a quality to their big, dumb action movies. Because they are big and dumb. But there's a lot of charm and a lot of heart in it, and they're really, really good at throwing in the humor and keeping it, and keeping it serious at the same time. You, you don't want to have the uh, the Schumacher uh, Batman thing happening and then getting too dark with it, and maybe doing something Man of Steely. But you have to find that middle ground, and I think Marvel's doing that really well. So I'm kind of all over the place here with this. Uh, small films, and then giant films. But I want to go back to the earlier clip I had played about people not going to the cinemas and just staying home to watch entertainment. And uh, they were making a point about how television is now the new medium for quality entertainment, and that's true in a lot of of ways. Um, So I'm going to make a recommendation for a series, and that series is one you've probably already seen. it, But if you haven't, I suggest watching True Detective. And I know there's more than one season out now, but I'm specifically referring to the first season. This first season is great television. It was shot on film with two main actors, and it has a cohesive story that begins and ends in that season. And it feels like you're watching a really long film. It has that uh, that small independent feeling of something that was given a lot of care and effort um, and that's due to the writing and the directing and the acting and the editing and all these things together but it also has that giant scope that I was talking about with Civil War where it, you feel like you've been with the characters for a long time and that's because of how many episodes there are which I think there's only about eight or nine episodes and it's also because it takes place over over a decade. With, where you stay with these characters that long in their life. And it's about mistakes that they've made and things that stick with them over time because they're working on virtually the same case over this entire period of time. And you can just watch these characters' relationships and their lives come together, fall apart, and shift and move, and watch them change and not change as people. And it's just invigorating. It's fantastic. I really recommend watching it. You can watch it on HBO, or you can probably get the 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 DVD or Blu-ray. But either way, you do it, even if you stream it, I really recommend you watch it, and and I hope you get a lot out of it because boy, it is something to to draw you in. But I just wanted to bring that up because it kind of ties into these uh, these things that I was talking about with uh, really feeling connected with what you're seeing and. With it, really, with the show, it's the characters. That's the biggest thing. I mean, there is a tone that pulls you in, but the characters themselves, there's something, something good, too. So I don't really have a lot more to talk about right now, so I'm just going to go ahead and end with a recommendation of watching that series, because I guarantee it'll be worth your time. Next time, I'm going to have a guest with me. It's going to be my brother. We're going to be going back and forth about a particular film. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed listening. I hope it wasn't too boring or too heady or anything like that. I'm just real excited about films and visual media in general. Anyways, until next time, keep going to the movies.